All right, Ephesians chapter number 5 tonight. Ephesians chapter number 5, and as Brother Gravely already announced, we'll be dealing with the uh, subject of music tonight. And appreciate the good singing. Amen. And uh, when I got up here, I thought about this. Man, if you can't preach after that, there's something wrong with you. But then I remembered I'm the one doing the preaching. <laughs> Amen. So uh, anyway, that was good singing, brother. We appreciate that. And uh, thankful for what our church is doing. Amen. Giving us an opportunity to come and worship and just hear some good singing before the service. And uh, that's unique. I've never been a part of that or seen that much, but I appreciate uh, what the Lord is doing through that. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 5. And uh, let's look together. Let's look at verse. Look at verse number 9 tonight. Verse number 9. Ephesians chapter number 5 and verse number 9. Let's stand together as we read the Word of God tonight. Ephesians 5 and verse number 9. Paul said, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. And wherefore he saith, Arise, or excuse me, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise." redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for standing with us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you, God, so much for the opportunity, Lord, to be in your house. God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we thank you, Lord, for the good songs that have been sung. Lord, thank you, God, for, Lord, the good testimonies, Lord, that have been given, Lord, of your faithfulness and your goodness and your grace. Lord, we thank you, God, for that. Thank you for being good to us. Lord, we're thankful, God, that we know what it is to be saved. Know what it is to be passed from death unto life. Lord, know what it is to be... God, join heirs with Jesus tonight of eternal life and all the riches of Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would touch us tonight, Lord, as we look to music. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us as we deal with this subject matter from the Bible. God, I pray, dear Lord, that you'd empower us. God, give us strength and give us wisdom, Lord. Help us to say everything that we should. God, withhold us from saying anything that we shouldn't. And I pray, dear God, that you'd forgive us where we failed you. Cleanse me of sin. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd touch us. Cleanse us by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sanctify us by Your Spirit. Fill us with the Holy Ghost tonight, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians 5, we read these verses tonight. Let's look to the Word of God. Paul begins in Ephesians 5, and he begins with an admonition about how every believer is to walk, how we are to live our life as Christians uh, in a lost and dying world. And he begins and talks about 
uh, some of the things that are inward. He talks about uh, verse number 2. He says, To walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given Himself us for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Then he says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named once among you as becometh saints. So in Ephesians chapter number 5, really what Paul begins to zero in on is our walk as believers. We know this, that he deals with our wealth as believers. In chapter number 1, he talks about us being seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then he moves upon to our walk. And then uh, he closes out in Ephesians chapter number 6 with the warfare of the believer. Talking about uh, the full armor of God. But really what we want to focus on tonight is the walk of the believer. How we're to live and how we're to walk in this world. Amen. And I want to say this tonight, that music plays a very, very large role in that. Amen. And as we look to this tonight, I just want to discuss and uh, preach to you tonight uh, on the purpose of our music, the purpose of our music. What role does good godly music play in the life of a believer? The first thing that we look at tonight is we see the profile of our music. Look with me, if you will, in verse number 19 of Ephesians 5. He said this in verse number 19, he said, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So we see the profile of our music. What is good godly music? What is holy music? What is uh, the music that a believer should familiarize themselves with and be acquainted with and listen to? Well, the Bible breaks it down for us here in verse number 19. The first thing that we find is that our music should be scriptural. Amen? Our music should be scriptural. He mentions in verse number 19, he mentions Psalms. Amen? And we're all familiar with the Hebrew songbook of the Psalms there in the Old Testament. That was the, uh, the songbook. That was the book of worship uh, that the people of God used uh, specifically when they would go to the temple. We know those Hallel Psalms were given and those were sang as they made their way to the house of God. And it was very climactic and it reached uh, of a subject matter dealing with the house of God as they traveled to that place of worship. But those Psalms that are songs that are composed from the Bible. Even when you look at the book of Psalms, the psalmist that wrote, they talk about the faithfulness of God in years gone by uh, to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And those songs are scriptural. Amen. Uh, I'm afraid we live in a day and an hour specifically when dealing somewhat with uh, southern gospel music. There has been an injustice done uh, to the doctrines that are found in the Bible. Amen. Uh, They twist the Word of God just so they can sell another CD. Uh, just so they can take their bus uh, uh, somewhere else. Uh, uh, but friend of mine, listen tonight. Uh, the songs that we sing, uh, uh, they ought to be centered in the Word of God. Uh, they ought to be ground in doctrine and ground in the truth of the Word of God. Uh, thank God tonight for some songs that we heard uh, that were centered upon the Word of God. Amen. Our songs, our music should be scriptural. But then I want to say this. Our music should be sacred. He not only mentions the Psalms, but then he mentions the hymns. 
What are those hymns? Those are hymns that are developed. That's music that's developed specifically for the praise and the worship of Almighty God. Those hymns that are written in our songbook, many of them were written out of times of great sorrow and great triumph. Those individuals have gone through dark places in their life, but God brought sweet things out of those dark places in the life of those songwriters and in the lives of those believers. Uh, they lost children and they went through storms uh, and they went through heartache uh, but God was with them all the time uh, and they wrote about their experiences with the Lord. Amen. And those hymns were produced. Those were songs that were composed to praise God. You look around in different churches. You've got different stripes of Baptist and you see many different songbooks and you say, why is that? Uh, because there's a whole lot that's been written about the faithfulness of God. Uh, there's a whole lot that's been written to, to, to uh, uh, exalt Him and to magnify His name. Amen. We see those that our music should be scriptural. Then our music should be sacred. But then I want to say this, our music should be spiritual. He mentioned those spiritual songs. What is that tonight? And that's songs that's composed to admonish others to worship God. Uh, boy, when uh, Brother Daniel was singing tonight... Uh, we, we don't magnify Brother Daniel. He's talented. He's able to uh, play that piano well. Uh, but i tell you what happened when he was singing tonight. There was something that connected in my heart. There was something that was taking place in my heart. And it didn't direct my thoughts to Brother Daniel. It didn't direct my thoughts to his family. Thank God that they're serving the Lord. But thank God my heart was directed uh, to the one that he was singing about. Amen. Uh, my heart was directed to the Lord. Uh, and my heart was directed directed to Christ. And thank God that's exactly what spiritual music is supposed to do. It's supposed to be about Jesus. Amen. Now don't get mad at me, but these songs about mama and papa and everything else, maybe they have their place. I don't know. I hadn't found it yet, but I'm sure they have a place somewhere. But I tell you, in the house of God, we're to sing about Him. Amen. We're to lift Him up. We're to magnify Him. David said in Psalm chapter number 34, he said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. You know what he was saying tonight? He was saying He's too big for me to worship by myself. Amen. He's too big for me to magnify all on my own. He looked around in the congregation and he said, join in with me, lift him up, magnify him, exalt him, praise him, worship him. Why? Because he is worthy tonight. Amen. Our music should be spiritual. Our music should be sacred. Our music should be scriptural. It's a shame that one some people are calling good music. It's a shame the things that are taking place in so-called churches. The emerging church or the modern church or the new age church, the contemporary church, whatever you want to call it, they base all of their lyrics and all of their music to exalt the flesh and exalt the feeling. Some of you may not agree with that, but you can be wrong tonight. Amen. It's based on the world based on the melody and the beat that the world has. And that music should be spiritual, it should be sacred, it should be scriptural. Not only do we see the profile of our music, then we see the practice of our music. Look in verse number 19 again. He said, speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing 
Now that singing, what is that singing? That is public worship. That's corporate singing. That's loud vocal singing. That's what we started off our service with tonight. Corporate worship. All Everybody coming in together, unifying our voices, uplifting the Lord and magnifying Him. That's public worship. But then we see this private worship. He said singing, but then He said making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's private worship. Now I want to say something tonight. We got these boys up here, they play the guitar, and some ladies, they uh, play the mandolin and other things. And I want to say this, we've got some talented people in our church that can sing. But I want to say something tonight, not everybody can carry a tune. Not everybody can pluck something out on a guitar or a mandolin or a banjo. Not everybody can do that. But I tell you what everybody can do, everybody can make melody in their heart to God. Everybody can make melody in their heart. Everybody can think upon the Lord. Everybody can worship tonight. Amen. Magnify the Lord in their heart. We see the profile of our music, the practice of our music, but then we see the purpose of our music. Verse number 19. He closes the verse to this. We are to make melody in our heart to the Lord. And then he mentions in verse number 20, he said, The Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of our music is this. It's to magnify God. Now listen, music is not to exalt the singer. A lot of that going on. Music is not to exalt the group. Music is not even to exalt the sound or the style. Sometimes you'll hear songs say, boy, I like that, you know. That's good, but it ain't even about that. Music is about the Lord. The purpose of our music, the purpose of these hymns, the purpose of the choir, the purpose of the congregational singing, the purpose of the special singing, everything that we do, every jot and tittle, every motivation, every attitude ought to be directed unto the Lord. Amen. That's the purpose of our music. That's what we want to preach on tonight is the purpose of our music. When we think about this tonight, the first thing that we want to uncover and understand is where did our music come from? Where did music come from in general? Well, we find this. We find the purpose of our music, number one, in creation. Find the purpose of our music in creation. Look what he said in verse number 19. The first word in verse number 19. I want to look at that. Kind of bring something out for that. Verse number 19, he said, speaking to yourselves. Now that word speaking tonight is a Greek word, leleo, which means to speak or utter a voice, to articulate sounds, and to declare one's mind or to disclose one's thoughts. You don't understand what God did when He created man. God gave man, God gave the birds, God gave the beasts of the field, God gave everything that He created a voice. God gave man a voice and God created this world with His voice. So the answer to our question is, where do we find music? Where do we find the purpose? Where do we find the beginning of our music? We find the beginning of our music in God's creation. You say, preacher, what do you mean? What is music tonight? 
Music, how do you make music on that mandolin? How do you make music upon that guitar? You pluck out that string and it makes a vibration. And those sounds are brought together into unison. Uh, it's written out on paper. They write music and they uh, write out those orchestras. And all of those sounds are, are put together. The different tones and the different uh, beats, the tempo, all of that is brought together. All the keys and all the chords, uh, it's all put out there on paper. And it's put in a way that it can be heard and understood. But really within itself, by itself, it really sounds like nothing. You strum out a G chord, it doesn't sound like anything. But you put it all together, it has a purpose. We find music in creation. Where did, where did man find his inspiration for music? Well, he found it in the sound of the ocean. The waves crashing against the shoreline. The wind whistling through the trees. The many birds singing their songs. Man looked to creation and he designed music. I don't believe that. Psalm, David said in Psalm chapter number 19, he said, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Psalm 98 and verse number 8 says, Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together. Jesus even said on one account when He came down off of the Mount of Olives that crowd was praising Him and the Pharisees did not like it and He looked at them in Luke chapter number 19 and He said if these right here stop then the stones and the rocks will cry out and they'll praise Me. Man looked to the very creation of God. He looked to creation. He looked to the trees. He looked to the sound of the ocean. He looked to the sound of the wind. And he orchestrated something to where God could be praised. Amen. The purpose of our music is found in creation. When God spoke everything into existence, He left an imprint upon His creation. So what do you mean? Read this today. Scientists now tell us that they can measure sound in atoms. At the center of every living thing, there's a sound wave. They break those atoms down, they break those molecules down, and they split it, and they observe what is on the inside, and at the center of everything, there is a sound wave. Everything that we see did not come into existence because of a big bang. It came in, into existence because of a, of a big voice. Amen. God spoke and it was. And at the center of every living thing, at the center of every tree, at the, at the center of every beast and every fish and every fowl of the air, and at the center of the makeup of every man, thank God the voice of God resonates. And thank God the very creation of God honors Him and magnifies Him. purpose of our music is found in creation. Every living thing declares the glory of God. You think about that. The atheist is walking around denying the very existence and denying the very presence of God, but his genetic makeup declares the glory of God. Amen. That's the God we serve tonight. Amen. You don't want to praise Him? Well, you're going to praise Him anyway. Amen. You don't want to acknowledge His existence? Well, you're going to acknowledge it anyway. Amen. Because if you say it so, that doesn't make it so. I thank God the God who spoke everything in existence. He lives on the inside. And thank God there's something that dwells in the heart of every man. Amen. To declare the glory and the honor of God. 
We see the purpose of our music is found in creation. Then I want to say this, the purpose of our music is found in consecration. Look what verse number 19 tells us again. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse number 18 says this. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Now that's not excessive drinking. Some people say, well, you can drink a little bit. No, you can't drink at all. Be right with God. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. That's riotousness. Then he said this. He said, but be filled with the Spirit. What about this tonight? One of the traits of a Spirit-filled believer is spiritual music. The song of a man tonight reflects his soul. You look at an individual and you look at the music that they listen to. You look at the, or not the records, Lord help us. Look at the CDs that they have. And you can just about pinpoint and determine their walk with God. Some people, they don't, they don't like that, but that's what the Bible teaches us tonight. I'm talking about you can't listen to Hank Jr. and Haggard and all that kind of junk and be right with God. Somebody say amen. Amen. All this new age stuff, you ain't listening to that and having a consecrated walk with God. I don't care what anybody says. Our authority is the Word of God tonight. Amen. These characteristics are listed to the Spirit-filled Christian. We cannot listen to the world's music and be full of the Spirit of God. Friendship with the world is enmity with God is what the Bible teaches us. Holding hands with the world and holding hands with God, that never has worked out for anybody. Yet we've got a whole generation that is following after that. And people don't want you to get down to where they live. They, they want to come to church and they, you know, they'll, they'll be faithful. But you know what goes on in my CD player in my truck? You know, preacher, that's my business. No, that's God's business tonight. Amen. They're listed to the Spirit-filled Christian. You can't listen to that stuff and be right with God. I remember as a teenager, I got, I got right with God as a young adult. Got saved at 14 and was listening to all that kind of stuff. God began to deal with my heart about the music that I was listening to. And I'm not going to exalt all that stuff, but I grew up on it all. You know, my mom and dad, they... They listened to a lot of different stuff and country music and rock and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the Lord started dealing with me about that. And uh, I was listening to a little bit of contemporary music too. And uh, it's amazing when the country music went, the contemporary music went. And I remember I'd be driving down the road, you know, I'd turn it on and the Lord would say, ah, you'll need to be listening to that. And uh, it was just one of them tugs at your heart, you know, y'all, y'all not be doing that. And I remember, I was driving down the road one day, and I pulled over and in a curb, right down from where we live. I hit the eject button on that thing, and I flung it out the window like a frisbee. And that ain't to exalt me. You understand what I'm saying tonight. God begins to clean up an individual. He, he's going to deal with more than just your church attendance. 
He's going to deal with more than just tithing. If you really want to be Spirit-filled, what goes in is what's going to come out. Amen? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know why you can go down to Alton Park and you can see a bunch of boys uh, who, who are throwing their life away and living like a bunch of thugs? It's because what they're putting in their heart. You know why people carouse around on their wife and they drink and they honky-tonk? It's because they've been listening to George Strait and all that other crowd. It's been filtered into their heart and it's coming out in their conduct. Purpose of our music is found in consecration. He said, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. To the Lord. You ever been listening to REO Speedwagon and want to get closer to God? No. Kiss or whatever they used to listen to. Country music, all that kind of stuff. You ever, you ever listen to that and wanted to be closer to God? No. You're foolish if you say, well, you know, I can have that and be spiritual too. Doesn't work that way. Ain't no preacher going to tell me what I am and ain't going to listen to. I didn't. God did. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. The purpose of our music is found in consecration. You know what preacher's done? Brother Gravely has done. He's made it available. Or if this is not your lifestyle, You can come and you can be exposed to good godly music. You can purchase some of it, help out the man of God, help his ministry. And you can start that kind of walk today. You can do that. You can consecrate yourself unto the Lord. See, what some people do is they draw a line in the sand. They say, you you know, Lord can have my tithe. I'll use the right Bible. I'll dress right when I come to church. But Lord, you can't have my music. You can't have the things that are on the inward chambers of my heart. I want to say this again. You cannot be spirit-filled listening to the world's music. Then I want to say this. The purpose of our music is found in creation. The purpose of our music is found in consecration. The purpose of our music is found in coronation. Look what verse number 20 says. He said, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is the hard part. Giving up your music ain't the hard part. The hard part's verse number 20. Giving thanks always for all things. Now what does that mean? That means the good things... That means the bad things. That means the ugly things in life. The things that come our way that we don't necessarily like. And we we have to endure those things. He said, give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that have to do with music? Well, you think about the Psalms. You think about David's life. 
You look to the book of Psalms, you'll find every expression of human emotion that we experience. And it's all right there in the Psalms. David was in hard places in his life. David knew what it was to be betrayed by the king that he served. He knew what it was to be betrayed by his own son Absalom. He knew what it was to have Joab kill his son Absalom and remove that opportunity for reconciliation. David knew what it was to be heartbroken. But in the midst of those hard times and in the midst of those trials, thank God David never lost his song. Hallelujah. He never lost his shout. He went through the deep valleys. He went through the dark places in life. But he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed. He said, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. When David went through the hard times in life, I thank God he still had a song. Hallelujah. David, he was thankful in all things. He gave thanks always. For all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I thought about Paul and Silas today. In the prison. Had stripes on their back. They were hurting, man. In a hard place. Those dungeons that they put the apostles in, that that wasn't the Hilton, you know. Dung and feces and all kinds of things around them. The filth of this world. And there they are sitting in that dungeon. They began to sing a song. So Silas looks over and said, Paul, what are you doing? Paul just keeps singing. Pretty soon, Silas joins in. And in the darkest moment, they have a song. They sang unto the Lord. They magnified God. And boy, that place began to shake. That jailer came in there. He was scared to death. He's going to kill himself. He said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know, there's testimony in our music. Amen. Make a big to do. Go to church. Spend all that time building a testimony. Then let something as foolish as country music or rock music ruin our testimony with the world. Because when they see that, when they hear that, you know what they say? They're not any better than I am. They're doing the same thing I'm doing. Only difference in me and them is they get up and get dressed on Sunday and go to church. But it goes deeper than that. He said, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Music is not a matter of preference. It's a matter of the heart. What you put in your heart will eventually come out. The purpose of our music is found in coronation. It's to magnify Jesus. To magnify the Lord. To exalt His name. And to please Him with our life. You understand tonight, this is not easy preaching. Some of y'all are looking at me like, well, I don't know who this guy is. But Bible's Bible. Truth is truth. I'm going to sleep real good tonight. Amen. The purpose of our music is found in coronation. I want to ask you something tonight. I've done lost some of you, but some of you that are still here, come in real close. I want to ask you something tonight. 
Does the music that you listen to glorify God? That's all I want to ask you. That, that's the question. That's the proposition. That's the invitation. Does the music you listen to glorify God? What are we going to do in the invitation? Have Him come? Amen. Let's stand together while they come. I didn't preach what I preached tonight to be mean or be ugly. Didn't preach what I preached to be arrogant. Didn't preach what I preached to look down my nose at you. I preached what I preached tonight, number one, because my pastor asked me to. Number two, I want to help you tonight. Sometimes before we can be helped, we've got to be hurt a little bit. Sometimes the preacher, what the preacher preaches hurts our feelings or we disagree with it. Some people, they'll get mad and they'll go on and they'll never consider this again, and that's fine. But maybe the Lord's spoken to your heart tonight. Maybe God has pulled back the covers and, some, and revealed some things in your life that you know should not be there. The music you listen to glorify God. If you want a consecrated walk, if you want to be Spirit-filled, one of the things that the Apostle Paul listed in this chapter is our music. I want to do more to walk with God. I want to be more consecrated to the Lord. I want to walk with Him. Amen. By the way, when you get to the judgment seat of Christ, Jesus ain't going to look at you and say, man, you are way too holy. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. The music you listen to tonight glorify God. Maybe it does. Maybe you're here tonight. You'd like to surrender some things. Maybe you're here tonight, you'd like to take some steps for God. While they sing, while they play, you come.